Somebody ought to take a minute right now and praise him because he's making a way. praising him uh, like we don't believe it's gonna happen I just need a hundred radical people in the building uh, that will kick your shoes off uh, loosen up your tie uh, and praise him uh, like it's already whatever you believe in God for uh, I dare you to get it in your spirit right now. I dare you to get it in your spirit right now and make up in your mind. I'm gonna give God a praise like it's already done. Somebody give him a praise in this place. Somebody give him a shout of praise. Come on. Somebody praise him like it's done. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. what you're believing God for in this building tonight uh, I don't know what you've been praying for tonight uh, but it's already push about six people standing next to you tell them it's already done in tonight baby you might want to step out of the way I've got to give him praise I've got to give him praise 
behave myself uh, I'm trying to move forward a little bit uh, but there's something shut up in my bones I want y'all to remain in this posture right here. Uh, we're grateful to have Brother James Moore with us all the way from St. Louis. I want him to just come and greet the congregation real quick. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm so glad the God that's in St. Louis is the God I feel right here, right now in this place. He's an awesome God. The Bible says that as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so is the Lord round about his people. Oh God, we thank you today, God, for who you are. Sometimes you just gotta thank him for who he is. You gotta give him all the praise and all the glory for just for who he is. God, I thank you today for who you are. And I thank you for being alive within me. I thank you, God, for where you rescued me from. I thank you, God, for where you brought me from. I thank you for where you're bringing me to. Oh, God, you're so good to me. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I am so happy to be here at the Rock Church. Man, I finally made it. I, <laughs> I made it. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Bishop Wilson. Wilson. Thank you, First Lady Williams. Thank you to all of you. I feel like I know some of you by face and name. Oh, man, this is wonderful. But I'm not going to belabor the time right now. I just want you to do this for me. Keep my pastor in prayer. Pastor Blash. He is battling cancer right now, but I know God's going to heal him. It, it, it's already done. I'm the one got to walk to it. It's already done. Hallelujah. I dare somebody to shout over Dr. Blash's miracle tonight. There's somebody to shout over Dr. Blash's healing tonight. It's already done. Already done.
all shouted with the beat. Are you ready to shout with the meat tonight? I said, y'all shouted with the beat. Are you ready to shout with the meat tonight? This morning, Marquez was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. This morning, Thomas was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. This morning, Kai was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. I hope somebody came ready tonight y'all just stay right where you're at tonight I want the media team to help me they'll be your Bible tonight Isaiah chapter 54 verse 1 through 6 y'all just hang tight you don't have to go back to your seat you can just stay right there I gotta stay on my feet and preach to you the whole night turn and tell your neighbor we gonna help the preacher tonight Tell your neighbor, I'm going to preach with the preacher tonight. Just in case somebody didn't know, tell him, neighbor. Tell him, preaching is not a spectator sport. How many of you understand that when the preaching of the word goes forth and there is a people of God who receive that word and then you shout uh, amen what you're doing is throwing that word right back at me and as that exchange begins to happen our faith begins to mix with the word of God and something powerful begins to unfold in the building somebody shout amen amen Isaiah 54 and 1. Band, y'all stay close. Don't go far. It says, sing, oh, barren, thou that didst not bear. That's a whole sermon right there. Sing, oh, barren, thou that didst not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. Thou that didst not travail with the one who hadn't had a child yet, the one who hasn't bore fruit yet, the one that hasn't seen results yet. I want you to break forth into singing. For more are the children of the desolate uh, than the children of the married wife, uh, saith the Lord. Uh, He said, I'm going to cause the barren womb uh, to produce more fruit uh, than the one that's got a husband uh, and their womb is working like it should be. Then he tells him in verse 2, enlarge the place uh, of thy tent uh, and let them stretch forth uh, the curtains uh, of thine habitations. 
spare uh, not uh, and lengthen thy cords uh, and strengthen uh, thy stakes uh, for thou uh, shalt break forth uh, on the right hand uh, and on the left uh, and thy seed uh, shall inherit uh, the Gentiles. For a few moments, I want to borrow a, a, a familiar colloquialism, but I simply want to preach. Sing, baby, sing. Tell your neighbors, sing, baby, sing. It's the birth position. I need you to tell your neighbors, sing, baby, sing. It's the birth uh, position. One more time, give God a shout of praise in this place tonight. Amen, amen. Hallelujah, you can be seated if you promise to preach with me or you can just remain standing while I stand and preach tonight. How many of you understand in this place tonight uh, that God's word is true. How many of you understand that God can not lie? He calls things that are not as though they already were. Because when God speaks a word, even if it's not, it has to become. One prophet writes uh, in the book of Isaiah chapter 5 or 55 uh, and he says as the rain uh, cometh down uh, and the snow from heaven uh, and it returneth uh, not. Uh, He said you've never seen a raindrop uh, that God sent from the heavens uh, stop halfway in its journey uh, and turn around uh, and go back up into uh, the clouds. Uh, You've never seen a snow snowflake uh, that fell from the sky uh, and somewhere in its journey uh, it decided to turn around uh, he said but that rain uh, and that snow uh, it falls to the earth uh, and it causes the earth uh, to be watered uh, and for it to bear forth seed he said so is uh, my uh, word it will not return uh, unto me void uh, but it will accomplish Uh, the thing uh, that I have sent it uh, to do. I just need a hundred people in the building uh, that believe his word tonight. uh, That when God speaks a word, uh, you can depend on it. Uh, When God speaks a word, uh, you can stand on it. Uh, When God speaks a word, uh, you can build on it. Uh, You can live uh, on it. His word is certified seed. I don't have time to establish the theological premise, but we understand from Scripture that his word is likened unto seed. Seed falls on different kinds of ground. Oh yeah, it falls on hard ground and thorny places and stony ground and then there's fertile ground. And you can have the same seed and the same sower 
but the different ground uh, will produce different results. Uh, that's why people can walk out of a service like this. Uh, one of them will be blessed. Uh, one of them fell asleep. Uh, the other one doesn't even know what happened. Uh, it's not a problem with the seed. Uh, it's not a problem with the sower. Uh, it's a, it's a, a ground issue uh, because God's word uh, is certified seed. Uh, you can stand uh, on his word. His word causes things to become. The Bible says that all things were created by his word. That by him all things consist. His word, his word. As a matter of fact, God takes Abraham, who is the father of the faithful, and he says, Abraham, let's go for a little walk. He says, Abraham, I want you to look down and tell me what you see. He said, I see the sands of the earth. He said, Abraham, I'm going to make your seed like the sands of the earth. It was a promise, a word from God unto Abraham. He said, Abraham, I want you to look up and tell me what you see see. He said, I see the stars in the sky. He said, Abraham, I'm going to make your seed like the stars in the sky. You understand that the sand represents the natural covenant of God with the Abrahamic covenant with Israel. They were the natural seed of Abraham. But the celestial, the stars represent the seed of faith of Abraham to the Gentiles uh, that Galatians says uh, that we are the seed of Abraham. If any man is Christ, uh, then he is the seed uh, of Abraham. I wish I had time to stop there a moment and preach. Uh, He gave Abraham the promise, uh, all of this seed, uh, innumerable seed, and he gave it to Abraham before Abraham had a single child. It's one thing to tell somebody with 12 kids, you're going to populate the earth. You already got a good start on it. But it's another thing to tell somebody who doesn't even have a child. And so Abraham leaves this conversation with God. All he has is a word from God. But with that word, Abraham becomes pregnant with possibility. With just a word from God, Abraham has something in his bosom. He becomes pregnant with the possibility of God's seed that's in his life. And God waits until Abraham's body is dead. And he has no seed. There's no gas in the tank. There's no more water in the radiator. He waits until his body 
is dead. And then God gives him the seed. And I know it was God's seed because when the seed God gave him hit Sarah's womb, it caused her womb to quicken and become back to life again. Oh, come on, somebody. When you've got a word from God, that word will come to pass. You can stand on his promise. You may have to carry it a while. You may have to trust God for a while. You may not see the results for a while, but I'm preaching to somebody in the building that is pregnant with possibility. I'm talking to a few people in the building that have been carrying a word from God in your spirit. Who am I preaching to tonight? You've been walking around with some promises. You've been walking around uh, with some prophecy. Uh, You've been walking around uh, with a word from God in your spirit uh, and you've not seen it come to pass uh, and you haven't seen it be born. uh, But God's got a word inside of you. And the text is antithetical to the society that we live in today. The text is written in a way that appealed to the Hebrew women who wanted to be pregnant, who wanted to have a baby, not women who didn't. You see, you have to understand that to the Hebrew woman, it was the honor of her life to be pregnant and to have a child because she believed that when she was pregnant, she was proud. She felt like she was helping the word and the promise of God come to pass. She felt like every baby was one of those sands of the earth. She felt like that that baby uh, was one of the stars uh, of heaven uh, and so there was a desire uh, inside of those women uh, to bear children uh, they were not trying to pass legislation uh, to kill the baby Oh, I don't want to get political tonight. And if you think it is, I'm sorry. It's not a political issue. It is a moral issue. Oh, yeah. When God speaks that thing, when God creates that thing, before it's ever in the womb, God said, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. Oh, can I preach to you tonight that we need some people who are desperate to produce the promise of God. We need people that are desperate to bear the children of fruit in the kingdom of God. God is tired of a church world that doesn't want to have children. God is tired of a church world that is barren in the womb and has no desire to reproduce and has no to God needs a church that has a passion in your spirit to produce the promise of God. 
I'm preaching to some people right now uh, that are carrying uh, some promises uh, from God in your womb uh, and you've got a made up mind uh, that there is no enemy on it in the earth uh, that's going to cause me uh, to abort my promise. Uh, there's no devil in hell uh, that's going to cause me uh, to abort the promise of God that's in my spirit. Uh, I came to preach to some people uh, that the devil told you to lay your dream down. Uh, lay your prophecy down. Uh, forget about what God said. Uh, but I came to preach uh, to some people. Uh, you think your womb uh, is barren, uh, but there's something on the inside of you. Uh, hey, uh, the Bible says uh, when Zion travails, uh, when Zion uh, travails, uh, she brings forth uh, children. I came to preach to somebody tonight uh, that nothing that you've been through uh, is able to kill that thing uh, that's inside of you. Uh, it uh, shall uh, come uh, to pass. Uh, I'm not preaching to everybody tonight, uh, but I'm preaching to somebody tonight uh, that knows exactly uh, what I'm talking about. Uh, you've been looking in the mirror every day. Uh, you've been feeling every day. Uh, I wonder when it's going to happen for me. Uh, I wonder when it's going to take place. I know what God said. I know what God promised. I know what God did. I came to preach to you that nothing you've been through has caused that thing to die. Those women felt like when they got pregnant, that they were joining hands with the Creator. They were bringing His promise to pass. Oh, they would pray. It gave them strength, strength to carry that baby. It would give them strength to understand. I've got too much to live for to give up. I got too much inside of me to get somebody needs to get that revelation tonight. Devil. You might be able to kill me, but you can't kill what I'm carrying. You can't kill what's inside of me. If you've got a promise from God on the inside of you, no devil in hell can take you out because you've got to bring it to pass. You've got to see it happen. I came to preach to somebody. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And you're going to live to see it happen. That thing is going to be born. That business is going to be birthed. That promise is going to come to pass. I'm carrying too much to give up and die. I'm carrying too much uh, to get discouraged and backslide. Uh, I'm carrying too much uh, to walk away from this thing. Uh, I've got something on the inside. Uh, if you can walk away from it, uh, it wasn't from God in the first place. I said if you can walk away from it, uh, it wasn't God's anointing in your life uh, in the first place. Uh, if you can toss it to the side, uh, It's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. And so, 
we read. That was my introduction. We read about Hannah who comes in to the temple. And the Bible says that she went in there like a drunk woman. Something had a hold of her so strong that her entire disposition was drunk with her passion that said, give me child, else I die. There was something so deep in her. She said, I've got to produce or else life is not worth living. I have found in life that sometimes uh, when you want something from God, uh, you can't be cute uh, about it. Uh, you can't keep cute. Come on, somebody. Uh, I'm preaching all you cute Christians uh, that want to just come in and act all uh, dignified and uh, all proper. And uh, you don't want to get sweaty. Uh, and you don't want to mess up your hair. Uh, and you don't want to break your heel. Uh, and so you are missing out uh, on the element of desperation uh, that God is looking for. When Hannah went up in that place, she said, I don't care what anybody else thinks about me. I don't care what I look like. I don't care what I sound like. There's something inside of me that is longing for what God said that I could have. She walked up in that church like a drunk woman and it shook the church. The man of God, Eli, was, was flabbergasted because he wasn't used to seeing people that were drunk with hope in their life. He wasn't used to seeing people that were drunk with the calling of God in their life. Oh, I'm sorry. I may not walk like you. I may not talk like you. I may act erratic in the service. You're going to have to just pardon me because there's something yearning on the inside of me. I care more about seeing God's hand come to pass in my life than anything else. Eli had not seen someone so hungry in all of his life. Someone who said, I'll do whatever it takes. Somebody who had a burning passion. I came to ask somebody tonight, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Do you want it bad enough to break the status quo? Do you want it bad enough on a Sunday night to act crazy? Do you want it bad enough on a Sunday night to forget about being dignified and forget about what anybody else says? Is there any hungry people in the building that say it's going to happen? It's going to happen. It's going to come on. I need somebody in the building that's got a word in your spirit that you're ready to see come to pass. I need somebody in the building that's carrying a promise to make up in your mind. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen.
I'm preaching to somebody. I got a word for you tonight. It's going to happen. I know Penina has been in your ear mocking you. I know the devil has been mocking you and telling you that it's not going to happen. But I came with a word from God tonight to somebody. You're going to live to see it dare somebody to march up in this building uh, in the face uh, of every voice uh, in the face of adversity uh, and declare uh, it will uh, happen uh, it, uh, there's a husband uh, that needs to grab your wife by the hand uh, and march up to the altar and say it's uh, going uh, to happen uh, it's uh, going uh, to happen uh, I know I don't look like it. I know it doesn't seem like it. But it's going to happen. You got to look at the haters while you walk into the delivery room. You got to look the enemy in the eye. While you walk into the hospital, uh, I'm going to have this child. uh, I'm going to have this baby. uh, I'm going to have, come on, somebody. And so Hannah has her baby. And the Bible says that she got happy. And she began to sing. Hannah got happy. And all of a sudden she began to sing. I don't have time to preach all of it. But can I give you the first verse of her song? In 1 Samuel 2 and 1, she said, My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies. Something happened when she had the baby. It's impossible for you not to praise him. I said it's impossible for you not to praise him. Listen, maybe you didn't have to go through what I went through. Maybe you don't understand the price that I had to pay. So pardon me for a moment while I give God the praise. Pardon me for a moment while I sing. Pardon me for a moment while I rejoice over what God has done for me. Come on. He blessed me when everybody else said I wouldn't be blessed. He gave me a child when they said I couldn't have one. He multiplied me when the enemy said it was over. I've got to give him started walking around the house in the presence of Penina the Lord has called my mouth to enlarge itself over you I mean my enemy something she said I'm happy and I don't care who knows it 
I came to preach to somebody in this church. Don't you dare let the critics cause you to turn it down. I said, don't you dare let the critics tell you to calm down, tell you to tone it. You really got to post that all over social media. You really got to get all crazy. You really got to make a big deal. I dare you to turn it up, turn it up, turn it up in the building. I'm happy and I don't care who knows about it. I'm excited and I got to get a praise. I gotta praise and I gotta get it out. I gotta praise. I dare somebody to rejoice. Don't you dare let your critics bring the shades down on the sunshine in your life. (sighs) Don't you dare let the haters make you feel bad for being happy. I know what I'm preaching about tonight. Don't you dare the naysayers who sit around tables and talk about you, cause you to quit loving people and cause you to quit smiling in their, come on somebody, you need to smile in their face and let them know your hate has no power over me. Your words have no power over me. Tell your neighbors, tell them neighbor, tell them neighbor, you got to let your hater become your escalator. When they start hating on you, I said when they start hating on you, you just take a step up on them a little bit. And when they throw more hate on you, just step it up a little bit. And when they throw more hate on you, take it up a little bit higher. And when they hate on you, you got to turn your hater into an escalator. I'm happy. And I don't care who knows it. I'm happy. I need some happy people to take about 60 seconds and dance like nobody's watching and shout like you don't have a care in the world. God's been good to you. God's been good to you. Look what the Lord has done. And and she should sing. I learned one thing from my mama. If anybody does anything for you, you ought to learn to at least say thank you. You want to know why so many people miss out on the miraculous? They haven't learned to get an attitude of gratitude. You spend more energy complaining about people and things than you do giving God the praise. 
Ten lepers. All of them experienced the power of God. And they were healed. And they went on their way. Healed from their disease. And only one of them had enough sense to turn around and say, there's no way. I'm going to just keep walking after what he did for me. There's no way I'm going to come up in the church and just sit in my pew like a bump on a pickle after everything. No, 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 no. There's no way I'm going to come in the building and soak up the padded seats and the air conditioning after everything. No. I've got to turn around and I've got to get a thank you in my spirit. And when he turned around, uh, there was a second dimension of the miraculous. Uh, He wasn't just healed. uh, He was made whole again. Uh, I'm preaching to somebody. You're missing out uh, on some of your miracle. If you learn how to be thankful, uh, if you learn how to give him thanks, uh, God doesn't just heal. uh, He restores. uh, He blesses. uh, He multiplies. And so she should have sang. But there's a problem with that and our text tonight. Because she sang after she had the baby. And it's easy for anybody to sing after the blessing. And it's easy for anybody to give him the praise after he's done it for you. I just need a little bit of help in the building. But our text in Isaiah 54 tonight is asking empty arms to give him praise. Our text is asking those with unanswered dreams to give him the praise. Our text is asking those who got three children in one bedroom to give God the praise. He's asking for those that are stricken in their body to give him the praise. Come on, somebody. Sing, oh, barren. I finished my introduction. I'm ready to preach. Sing, oh, barren. There's a different sound that comes from the voice of the one who still has an empty womb. There's a different sound that comes from the one who who has nothing to hold in its arms. I want you to sing with nothing in your hands. I want you to say, I'm empty handed, but I'm gonna sing anyway. I've got no answers, but I'm gonna worship anyway. I'm in the middle of a dilemma, but I'm gonna sing anyway. Sing, oh, barren. Don't sing like Hannah sang. Sing like Mary sang. You see, the angel came to Mary and said, you're going to bring forth a son. What? 
And immediately, she addresses natural challenges. Preaching to somebody in the building. How can this be? Seeing that I know not a man. Her natural circumstances did not line up with the word that God wanted to give her. Ah, how can this be seeing that I know not a man? How, how can this be seeing I'm as old as I am? How, how can this be seeing I didn't have a daddy in my life? How can this be seeing that I, I didn't get the education I wanted to get? How can this, how can this be seeing I was abused as a child? How can this be seeing the disadvantage that I'm at right how uh, can this be uh, seeing I know uh, not a man uh, oh but there was a resounding voice uh, in the heavenlies uh, that said the power uh, of the Holy Ghost uh, is going to overshadow you uh, you're not going to need the natural hookup uh, you're not going to need the hand of man uh, you're not going to need uh, conventional means uh, you're going to get it from God uh, you're going to get it from the supernatural I love Mary's response. She said, listen, be it unto me according to your seed. She had a revelation. If God said it, it's going to happen. I got my doubts, but his word is bigger than my doubts. I've got my challenges, uh, but his word trumps my challenges. I've got my impossibilities, uh, but his word is greater uh, than I wish somebody would get a hold of that in this place. Uh, be it uh, unto me uh, according uh, to your word. And before anything happened, Mary started singing a song. You can read it when you get home. Luke chapter 1 verse 46 through 56. Read it when you get home. Uh, she began to sing uh, before she had uh, the baby. Uh, she began to sing uh, and it was her singing uh, that caused the Holy Ghost uh, to overshadow her. She sang her way uh, into swollen feet. Uh, she sang her way uh, into a waddling step. Uh, she sang her way uh, into her maternity clothes. Uh, she sang her way read it when you get home but a couple of lines from her song said my soul doth magnify the Lord she was singing a song with an empty womb she said from listen one of the lines says from henceforth all generations shall cause me or shall call me blessed She had no baby, but she started telling everybody, you can call me blessed. Let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say 
I'm rich. I need some people in the building that understand the word of the Lord tonight. I said it's time to sing, baby. Sing. Can I just tell you that worship and praise is the birthing position. Your worship and your praise is what brings you in alignment with the seed of God that's in your life. Come on, somebody. You've got to act like you got it before you get it so he can give it to you. I'm almost done preaching. But our text said, single barren, thou that didst not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not uh, travail with child. God said, I'm waiting to hear the sound of the voice of somebody who's believing me for my promise tonight. I'm waiting to hear the voice. That's the problem. Some of you aren't willing to travail. Some of us are not willing to open our mouth and be foolish. Some of us are not willing. But God said, if you want your womb to blow up with expectation, you got to begin to sing. You got to begin to rejoice. You got to begin to worship me. You got to begin to praise me. And listen what he says in verse 2. He said, Enlarge the place of thy tent. I know you don't have the baby yet, but start building a room for the baby now. Somebody better get this word tonight. I know you don't have it yet. Don't wait for the baby to show up. You need to go home and start getting the room ready. Stretch forth your tents. Begin to enlarge your borders. Begin to lengthen your core. What are you doing? I'm making room for what God's bringing me. But you're barren. That's all right. I'm singing for what God's going to do. But you ain't got nothing in your hands. That's all right. I'm preparing for what God. Come on. Somebody needs to lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Enlarge your borders. Stretch forth your tent. He said you're going to begin to break forth on the right hand and on the left hand. I'm preaching to this church tonight. We're in the birthing position. I said we're in the birthing position. That's why we're expanding. Brother Stewart came to me a few months ago. He said, Bishop, what are we going to do? We got a burden for bus ministry. We want to see God do something. I said, how many kids we got right now? I don't even remember what the number was. How many kids we picking up? I don't know what it was. It wasn't a big number. And... Most responses would have been, well, when we fill those ones up, we'll get more. 
But you see, I just got done preaching a few months ago about supply and demand. God said, go get every empty vessel you can get and bring it to me. I started doing the math. Let's get one bus, two buses, three buses, four. Let's go buy four more buses. What are we going to do with four more buses? All I know is it's only been a few months and we already got them full of kids. I came to preach to somebody in the building. Quit waiting. It's time to sing. Baby, sing. Quit waiting and start singing. Quit waiting and start believing God for what he's going to Right now, I need somebody in the building. I need somebody in the building to let your faith start connecting with this word tonight. I need somebody to let this word hit the womb of your spirit tonight. I need somebody. Come on. Get in the birthing position. Lift your hands. Lift your voice. And sing, oh barren. What do you believe in God for? I dare you to start rejoicing over it. What do you believe in God for? I dare you. Let me help somebody with this and I'm done. When that baby is ready to be born, there is an intensity of pain that begins to happen. And if you're not careful, you'll misinterpret the pain as the death of the child. If you're not careful, you'll misinterpret the struggle as the abortion of the promise. But when I was in the room with my wife and our child was being born, Lord help me, Jesus. All dignity went out the window. I can't get an amen in the building. She didn't care about her hair did. She didn't care about whether or not her face looked shiny. She didn't care about none of those things. She had a death grip. And all she knew was there's something inside of me that's got to come. I'm preaching to some people in the building. You got something on the inside of you that has to come out. I said it's got to come out of you. It's got to come out of you. God put it there. God spoke it there. And it's time. I begin to understand that the more frequent the pain, it was just an indicator that the baby was almost here. Who am I preaching to tonight? The more frequent the pressure, the more frequent the pain, 
it ought to be an indicator to you uh, that things getting ready to be born uh, that things getting ready to I'm preaching to somebody in the building uh, it's time for somebody uh, to get in the birth uh, position uh, that thing uh, is coming uh, that thing uh, is on the way uh, And you want to know what the greatest danger to that baby is at that time? It's nothing else than this. Mama giving up and getting tired. I'm preaching to this church. The most dangerous time for a church is when they're in the middle of giving birth. Because the pain is intense. And the pressure is intense. And the weight of it is intense. And the work of it is intense. And you get exhausted. And you get frustrated. And you get tired. But you want to know what the doctor said? When the pain got to the peak, he said, push! Don't you give up? Now it's time to push. Right when you feel the pain, give it a push. Right when you feel the resistance, give it a push. I'm preaching to somebody in the building. It's time to push tonight. It's time to push that thing out of you. It's time to push that promise out of you. It's time to push that potential out of you. Somebody lift your hands right now in the presence of the Lord and start pushing in the Holy Ghost. Somebody start pushing in the, come on, I don't know what it is, but sing. Oh, Baron, sing. Lift up your voice. Open up your mouth and begin to push. Begin to push. Begin to push. Begin to push. Come on. Something's about to be born tonight. Something's about to be pushed tonight. Something's about to happen tonight. Something's about to happen tonight. Lift your hands. Lift your voice. And push. Push. Single Baron. Single Baron. Single Baron. Come on. It's got to happen. It's got to come to pass. It's got to be born. It's got to come on. Don't you dare give up now. Don't you dare throw in the towel. Don't you dare. Push. Somebody push. Push. Push through the pain. Push through the pressure. Push through the distraction. Push. Listen, 
this moment right here uh, is for some Hannah's uh, that don't care what anybody thinks. Uh, this moment right here uh, is for some people uh, who don't care what anybody thinks. Uh, I came into the house of God and I'm not leaving uh, until I got my promise. Uh, I'm not leaving uh, until his hand is on me. Uh, I'm not leaving uh, until something happens. Uh, I might look crazy. Uh, I might sound crazy. I might sound crazy, but I will not leave. Yes. Push. Push. I'm desperate for God to do something. I'm desperate for you're carrying uh, to run as close as you can to this altar I need everyone in the building uh, that's carrying a word from God uh, that you're believing him for uh, I want you to get as close to this altar as you can come on uh, if you need a miracle uh, if you need God to make a way uh, I want you to run to this altar uh, run to this altar uh, don't you sit in your pew uh, don't you be average uh, don't go through the routine uh, you gotta move in faith uh, and I want you to get desperate tonight uh, I need somebody to lift your voice uh, like Hannah tonight uh, and say give me children uh, else I die uh, give me a child uh, or else I die uh, I've got to have it I've got to have it Open up your mouth. Go ahead, Mary. Be it unto me. 
according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Push that miracle out. Push! 